It's been quite the turnaround for IU basketball over the last two seasons under Mike Woodson. But where do they rank overall in the Big Ten? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. And we are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Free and available anywhere you guys listen to podcasts, including over on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for all the kind words about the graphics. I asked for your thoughts on them. You guys seem to love them. I love them. I'm really excited for uh, for these. Uh, obviously, we'll update with every episode. But also, thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Let me set the table a little bit as I want to talk today about where the Hoosiers rank among the top basketball programs in the Big Ten. So about a week or so ago, we uh, all of the locked-on college hosts were asked to rank uh, a number of things uh, when it comes to their respective conferences. So all of the locked-on Big Ten hosts ranked a number of things in, locked on, or in, in the Big Ten. Excuse me. It was a lot of football stuff, and we're going to spend an episode next week talking about that. But what was far more interesting for us, for IU fans, obviously, is where they rank when it comes to basketball and the non-football stuff. So we got the results back, and let's take a look at where the Hoosiers are for basketball. Uh, Not shockingly, they're one of the top programs uh, in the uh, conference. Let's do that get that pulled up for you guys for those watching over on youtube the top five basketball programs in the big 10 right now i'll tell you how i voted but number one overall was michigan state number two was purdue number three was the hoosiers number four wisconsin number five iowa there weren't necessarily any parameters given which i'm fine with i think that means you can interpret this in any number of ways I went with kind of programs as a whole right now versus not necessarily just the teams. I had Michigan State number one. I think they're probably right now the I want runaway probably number one, the clear number one, if nothing else, when it comes to the top basketball programs. I did go with IU number two right now after them because there's a lot of momentum behind the program right now with how they did in the transfer portal, how they're doing on the recruiting trail. It just feels like the Hoosiers are in a really good spot. Then I went Purdue three and so on and so forth. I think I had Wisconsin and then Iowa. I might've put Michigan up there a little bit higher. Uh, The rest of the rankings fell out. Number six, Maryland, number seven, Illinois, number eight, Michigan, number nine, Ohio state, Northwestern at 10, Rutgers at 11, Penn state at 12, Nebraska, 13, Minnesota, 14, I can tell you I did go Minnesota 14. Uh, I believe I went Penn State 12, Nebraska, or Penn State 13, uh, Nebraska 12, Rutgers 11. There's a pretty big gap between the bottom teams, and Rutgers is kind of plummeting. I think since we did these rankings, they've lost another player to the transfer portal. Their program is in a, a bit of disarray right now. It seems like it's related to NIL, but we're not here to talk about Rutgers. We're here to talk about the Hoosiers. 
as I said, Michigan State with the the players they have, the the recruiting classes that they have coming in with Izzo there, to me is the number one clearly in the Big Ten. After that, I think it's kind of a toss-up between Purdue and Indiana. I wasn't going to put Purdue above Indiana. I think, I, I don't think, I know right now that Purdue has the better team than Indiana. Now, how much of that is attributed to Zach Eady? Pretty much all that. If you took Zach Eady off of Purdue, I think IU is well clear of them. And we'll see how things shake out. I, the Hoosiers, I think, could have a, a very interesting and competitive team this year, but there's a lot of uncertainty with them. So I'm fine when you look at the just the teams right now saying Purdue is better than Indiana, where I think Indiana has more of an edge right now is when it comes to the other stuff involved with the program. Mike Woodson has so much kind of momentum behind Indiana right now when it comes to recruiting in the transfer portal, whether it's Kalel Ware, whether it's Anthony Walker, whether it's Peyton Sparks, whoever it may be there, but especially when it comes on the high school recruiting trail. And I know that Purdue has recruited well and is continuing to recruit well when it comes to basketball, but the Hoosiers in the last couple seasons have landed Tamar Bates, Jalen hood Shafino, Malik Renew, and then this season, McKenzie and Baco, uh, that is quite the run of commitments. And I think that is what separates it for me right now. Now you can debate that and look at a number of, I mean, if you want to look forward to 2024, Purdue already has three guys recruited or committed. I should say the Hoosiers have none. But we're going to talk about it later. The Hoosiers have a lot of people that are visiting. They're in the mix for the top, top guys in the class, and that could change. But I just feel like there's enough momentum right now with IU outside of the basketball court. They're also sending guys to the NBA, which Purdue doesn't do. Like, they just – Purdue doesn't really ever – create NBA talent. I mean, they have this, these string of big guys coming in, but none of them are ever successful in the NBA. So there isn't really any sort of NBA talent ever coming out of West Lafayette. And we've spoken a lot since the season ended, probably during the season. I mean, you guys have told me how much you may not like hearing about the NBA, but it matters to recruits that you can go to IU and and use that as a launching pad to the NBA. So that matters. And I think it'll matter more and more, but when you factor all that in to me, I think IU is above Purdue. I think those are your top three, uh, Michigan state, Indiana, Purdue. I would say in whatever order, Michigan state, then whatever order of Indiana and Purdue. After that, uh, I think there's room for debate. I, I I think Michigan being eighth in this seems a little bit low. I, I know that their team wasn't good last season, and maybe I'm a little higher on them than most. They've underperformed in recent seasons under Jawan Howard, at least during the regular season. They did make the Sweet 16, even though they were a preseason top 10 team a couple years ago. But 
they still are performing kind of in that regard. They are sending guys to the NBA. I guess it depends on how much you want to weight certain things, but I think Michigan probably needs to be above eighth, which is where they are now. I feel like these reflection or these rankings reflect maybe a little bit more of the team and where the team is right now versus where the program is right now. But again, this was open to interpretation. People, uh, ranked these however they felt fit and i just chose to do it a little bit differently maybe than others did you guys can go listen uh over the next week or so to some of the other shows see what their rationale was theirs are going to be a lot more football related i will warn you of that um they there were a number of things from football teams to offenses, to defenses, to quarterbacks, to coaches, to prospect. There was a lot of stuff we did football related. And we'll talk about that. IU was at the bottom of like all of that. So I, uh, I wasn't going to lead with that today, but you guys can go give them a listen to see where uh, they fell in their rankings. And maybe they'll offer some rationale to how they ranked ranked things as well. We are on talk overall athletic programs too, because, uh, that was another ranking that we did. That was one of the other non-football ones that we did. And I was a little surprised where the Hoosiers landed on this one. So we'll talk about those rankings and whether the IU fell in the top five in those here in just a moment. Before we do that, let's talk about today's sponsor bird dogs. You guys have heard how much we've talked about bird dogs in the last month or two. They've been one of our new sponsors and we absolutely love them around here. Bird dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thighs, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts uh, that are made of that stiff restricting cotton. Uh, bird dog fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches uh, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long the best part if you guys go to birddogs.com slash locked on college right now make your order you're going to get a free yeti style tumbler with that order that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for that free Yeti style tumbler. If nothing else, just go over, laugh at the names of the products. I keep saying that. I promise you guys, they are very funny and it'll give you a good five minutes of laughter. And if you end up ordering them, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Every day is next week on the show. We'll talk about where IU fell in these uh, football rankings on Monday. Wednesday show, we're going to do a NBA draft preview. I know you guys didn't want to hear about it a lot more, but the draft is on Thursday. So we'll talk about the latest mock drafts, where guy, where Jalen and Trace might go, and then recap that on Friday's episode. So be sure you guys are tuned in. Let's look at overall athletic programs. No graphic on this one because the graphic only includes the top five. The Hoosiers were not in the top five, which I found surprising. Uh, So your top five goes number one, Michigan, number two, Ohio state. That was my one and two. 
And I'll talk about how I got there, but um, I think those are pretty clearly number one and number two. Penn State three, Wisconsin four, Iowa five, Indiana six. Then you have Michigan State, Maryland, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue at 12, Minnesota at 13. I thought this was kind of low for Indiana. Uh, So it's the summer. Things are really slow right now. We're not doing shows on a daily basis, so I had some free time. So I went through every sport the Big Ten offers, and I marked down where uh, teams finished in each uh, relative sport in the Big Ten standings. And I added a little more weight if a pro, if a uh, uh, an athletics program basically offered every sport, and then. I kind of went from there and used that as a guide, a guideline. I didn't just straight say, all right, this is where everybody finished. Cause there were a lot of schools that don't offer everything in the big 10, but Michigan state and Ohio state, they both offer everything in the big 10 and they were top two in terms of average finish in the big 10 Michigan won the football, big 10 title, the men's gymnastics title, the women's gymnastics title, women's tennis. They were close in a number of other things, hockey, men's tennis, uh, big 10 hockey had like six of their seven schools ranked. I don't follow hockey, but big 10 hockey apparently is legit. Uh, so Michigan was number one, Ohio state. They won men's tennis. They were second in football, men's soccer, women's tennis. And they were just kind of consistently top four in a number of things. Top five, uh, only baseball and men's basketball were they even outside the top seven. So just consistency for them. I then went, I believe, Penn State 3, which they were actually fifth in terms of average finish, but they offered every sport. They won wrestling, men's lacrosse, field hockey, and were third in football. And just overall kind of offering every sport, being competitive in just about every sport, I went there. And then this might be a little bit of homerism, but I went IU fourth. They don't offer every sport. There's no gymnastics, no hockey, no lacrosse, no women's gymnastics, uh, no women's lacrosse. I believe there's a club field hockey team or they used to have field hockey. I do remember watching it when I was on campus uh, many years ago. But you have baseball finishing second. You have basketball finishing second. You have women's basketball finishing first. You had men's soccer finishing fourth and making the national title game. Um, There were a number of programs that were not just competitive in the Big Ten this season, but nationally competitive. Uh, Men's basketball was right up there in the top 25 all season long. Women's basketball was the second best team in the country all season long. As we mentioned, soccer might have been a disappointing regular season, but they make the national title game and lose in, in penalties. So they're one of the best teams in the country in that regard. So I, I went with IU just being really good in a number of things. They didn't, I mean, there were a number of things they weren't nearly as good in women's soccer, football, obviously, and women's tennis were all outside the top 10, but I waited kind of heavily. I also on these in general, your footballs, your basketballs, your baseballs, kind of your real big sports. If you did well in them, 
I weighted that a little bit more, which is why I had Indiana uh, coming in at four. And then I believe I went with Iowa at five with some of that same kind of logic, especially when it came to women's basketball and they make the national title game. Wrestling was second. Baseball was third in the big 10. Football was uh, technically sixth, even though they didn't have an offense a whole season. So I guess that's impressive. Women's tennis top five. So uh, women's gymnastics, uh, field hockey, all were top five. So that was my top five. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Indiana, Iowa was my top five. I think I effectively just switched Indiana and Wisconsin on this list. Look, I put a lot more thought into this than probably anyone else did. I have a whole Excel sheet I was reading off of. I can't possibly imagine anybody else put that much work into it. But (laughs) that's how I got to my rankings I put Rutgers last and Purdue second to last. Uh, That was, neither of those programs are in good shape right now. And I had Minnesota next. Uh, None of those three programs are in good shape. Um, Purdue is really good at basketball. Uh, They had a good football season, but they lose their coach. And then they had nobody else inside of the top seven. The rest of the athletics programs. And there's seven of them that they don't even offer. Similarly with Rutgers, uh, men's soccer was third, a couple top five finishes, but then six different, seven different uh, teams finished outside the top 10. So those two programs at the bottom for me, let me know what you guys think. Where does IU rank among athletic programs in the Big Ten? I think Michigan State and Ohio State are pretty clearly one and two. And I honestly think after that, there's some debate between Penn State, IU, Iowa, maybe Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to be honest, based on just kind of how everything finished, I don't know why Wisconsin is fourth in this. Uh, They won volleyball. They were top three in women's soccer, women's tennis. Nothing else was inside the top six. They don't offer baseball. The only Big Ten program not to. And there are five other programs they don't offer. So I'm not really sure why Wisconsin finished fourth. But again, you can go around, give some listens to some other programs, see what they think about that. And let me know what you guys think in the comments below. We'll have this for football, as I said, next week. It's not going to be as pretty for IU. I've seen the final standings. Uh, IU is bottom three in everything I'm going, I'm scrolling through them right now. They're bottom three in everything and a number of things. They are dead last. So be prepared for an entirely different <laughs> rankings uh, when it comes to football in Monday's episode, we got some news and nuggets to finish up on uh, with today's episode, some visits, some financial reports, which I promise is more exciting than that sentence sounds or that phrase sounds. Uh, And then a new assistant coach hired for the women's basketball team. We'll touch on all that here in just a moment. So those that are probably very regularly following um, recruiting and whatnot with IU know that there have been a number of recruits on campus. I haven't talked about them. Look, I I reported when they would be on campus or I, I told you guys, A lot of you guys saw it. I was also busy last week with a wedding. Uh, 
so uh, it, it's out there. There's not really a lot to talk about other than to say, hey, they're on campus. So if you guys didn't see the three guys who have been on campus in the last week, Tyler Betsy was on campus earlier this week. He is a four-star power forward, ranked number 28 by 247 Sports. Uh, beginning of this week, he was on campus. Boogie Fland, who we mentioned very recently, a five-star guard, wrapped up his visit on Thursday. He was on campus kind of in the middle of the week. And then last week, late last week, Jaden Mustaf, another four-star combo guard, was on campus for his visit. Derek Queen also is going to visit Indiana this fall. He's a five-star center, uh, number six in the 247 rankings. So I use getting a lot of these guys on campus, but they're just not really much to talk about when it comes to these visits. I'm not there. All the reports are going to be, we had a great visit. And you don't really know anything else until someone commits. And if they do commit to IU, then they tell you how great the visit was. So there's not a lot to talk about there other than, hey, these guys are on campus. So, hey, those guys are on campus. Uh, that was kind of the only recruiting updates we've had. Floyd Badunga is visiting Duke. Duke just kind of parachuted in out of nowhere and said, hey, we really want you. And sounds like they might get him. Uh, it sounds like Duke just parachuted to the top of the list out of nowhere. That's how it works sometimes when it comes to recruiting. Duke knows the power it has, and they didn't even touch base really with them until this week. He didn't talk to John Shire, the head coach, until this week. He's going on a visit this weekend, and suddenly Duke is kind of the team to beat, it seems like. So that's your recruiting update. If anything happens next week, obviously we'll talk about that as well. I want to mention some financial reports, and again, I will try to make this interesting mainly because Indiana ranks way higher than I think uh, most of us expected. And I'll explain why. So the NCA finances were released, kind of the yearly finances were released uh, early this week, June 13th. I was trying to do the date in my head. June 13th. The Hoosiers were 13th in the country in total revenue which is shocking to me because they're in here mixed with just so many football programs. The entire top 13 are comprised of either Big Ten or SEC schools, and I'm counting Texas and Oklahoma as SEC schools in that. And it's just a who's who of football. Ohio State 1, Texas 2, Bama 3, Michigan 4, Georgia 5. You have LSU, Texas A&M, uh, Florida, Penn State, Oklahoma, Auburn, Michigan State, Indiana. Tell me that doesn't feel a little bit out of place. I was surprised. It's uh, it's not certainly where I thought the Hoosiers were going to be. And if you take IU's revenue, which was 166 million, there's some more, 166.7 million. Their expenses were 132 million. You do some math, you do that across everybody. Shockingly, Indiana was the most profitable college in 2022. 34.37 million in profit. 
Uh, that beats out Georgia a tick over 34. And then Ohio State at 25, Auburn 22.8, 22.9, Purdue 22.1. Now, there is a reason for that. Uh, without really honestly knowing the entire details, I've read the stories and whatnot. And this is true kind of across the board. Programs handled COVID differently all across the country. There were shortfalls, really big shortfalls in athletic uh, budgets and year to dates and everything like that when it came to COVID because nobody was in attendance. So everybody has handled that differently. And when it came to IU, the IU Foundation gave, I believe it was a $150 million gift to IU to help with those shortcomings, including roughly $38 million of that to the athletic department. Uh, that's per Zach Osterman. I was reading some tweets he had about it. A lot of this information came from him. So I use a uh, profit of $34 million. If you want to take out the $38 million, I don't know if that's specifically how they accounted for all that. That is way above my pay grade. But what I will say is that according to Zach Osterman, even if you take out the $38 million gift, IU would still be at pre-pandemic level highs. So IU probably isn't the most profitable college athletic department in 2022. They probably aren't a top 15 revenue program in the nation. It seems like a lot of that is probably buoyed by that gift given by the IU foundation, but they still are doing really well. They still are at a level they were before the pandemic. And I think that's probably the goal for most athletic programs is to get back to pre-pandemic levels. So considering how, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to say this, how much the football program doesn't bring to the table when it comes to revenue versus every other school I mentioned, to CIU at this uh, spot is really shocking. And we can see next year when maybe things are accounted for differently and that COVID uh, figure the, the COVID figures aren't really mixed in. I, maybe IU plummets, but it also helps to be part of a big 10 that makes just boatloads of money. Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, Michigan state, Indiana, all in the top 13, all in the big 10. I definitely took that into account when I was judging top athletic programs. <laughs> I absolutely did not. This came out way after we did that voting. One last thing of note, IU women's basketball hired an assistant coach this week. Uh, I believe it was announced on Thursday. Amber Smith is named an assistant coach for Indiana. She spent the last seven seasons on the Kentucky women's basketball staff. She was uh, a player director of player development her first two years. And then the last five years has been an assistant for the program. She played at Kentucky, played 123 games for him, made a couple of elite eights. So an experienced coach coming in. And it was an opening 
created when Glenn Box uh, left to take the Miami of Ohio job. We mentioned that earlier this spring. So this is filling that opening. Terry Morin's quote in the release, uh, Amber is a passionate, high-energy... Amber is passionate, high-energy, excellent at building relationships and is the ultimate competitor that will fit in perfectly to our culture. Excited to have her... uh, Excited that she has decided to become part of the Hoosier family. So we'll let this one Kentucky uh, graduate... Join the program, but we're keeping our eye on you. Thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Next week, every day, be sure to tune in to see some rankings for football and then get you ready for the NBA draft because the Hoosiers are going to have two more guys in the NBA this time next week. We'll get you all set for that. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. If you also have not already, it helps us out a ton. Leave that quick rating and review. Really appreciate that. Also head on over to YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe. Check out the new graphics. Let me know what you think on that. Appreciate the love as always, guys. Hope you guys make it through this Friday. And as always, LEO.